0: Have you ever had to wear a uniform or, or maybe a specific outfit for something? When, when I was a teacher in Puerto Rico, um, all the kids at the school had to wear a uniform. The, the teachers, they had to wear a uniform as well. The, the school was called Christian Day School. Um, each teacher got five different polo shirts. Uh, they were blue and they said... A Christian day school on them and um, I had to wear one every single day. I honestly felt like I lived in that shirt. I was always working, always at the school. The school was very well known in the community. Um, so when I wore that shirt out into the public, to the grocery store, to restaurants, uh, people would often see my shirt. They would stop me. A lot of times it was people who had attended the school in the past. They tell me excitedly that, that they had gone there when they were a kid and they, they'd ask me how the school was doing, if certain teachers were still there and, and so on. It always surprised me though, just by wearing that shirt, uh, how many people felt connected to me in some way, how for some reason they, they felt comfortable talking to me just because of the uniform that I was, I was wearing. Those shirts are still very dear to me now. Uh, I still have them at home in a box. Though I never wear them, I I keep them as a reminder of my time at Christian day school. Uh, One of the students actually has all of the the signatures of my students on it uh, from my very last day at the school. It's interesting though, the the clothing that that we wear, it sometimes tells people things about ourselves without us having to say a word. The outfits we choose to wear can often say a lot about us, Uh, whether if it's at work, uh, a uniform, or an outfit that you've picked out for a special occasion. The the clothes you wear can often give people insight to who you are as a person. You you can learn a lot about someone just based upon what they're wearing. You can learn about what sports teams they support, right? Where they've gone on vacation, you can learn uh, what music or bands a person likes. You can, you can learn what their profession is just by what they're wearing. A police officer, medical professional, steel worker, a pro wrestler. These articles of clothing can signify what a person supports. They can signify what's important to a person. They, they signify what that person has dedicated their life to. These outfits, sets of clothes worn together for a specific purpose, these outfits worn with pride, these outfits giving people a sense of purpose. We grow fond of these outfits, but eventually maybe we outgrow them, maybe we get tired of wearing them, we stick them in a drawer, we stick them in a box, put them in the storage. Um... They become a distant memory. They become something we we dig out every now and then when we have a special occasion. Here's a question though. If the outfits we wear give people a bit of insight about ourselves, what outfit can we wear to show people that we love Jesus? Is there such an outfit, an outfit proclaiming that we follow Jesus, an outfit that people feel comfortable approaching us while we're wearing it? Not an outfit that we outgrow or get tired of. Not, not an outfit that we only wear to church, but an outfit that we wear constantly, declaring our love for Jesus. And now, obviously, at this point, I'm not talking about physical clothes. I, I'm talking about the way we act, the way we treat others. Because here's the hard truth. I've seen a lot of people dressed up saying that they love and follow Jesus, but they're mean and judgmental. They say unkind things to other people. They, they hold things over people's heads for wrong things that maybe they've done. They, they don't allow them to let go of the shame. People playing dress up, people dressing up like they follow Jesus, but the way they treat others makes it seem like they don't know him at all. And if we really want to share the love of Jesus, we want other people to know that we follow and our lives are dedicated to Jesus. What outfit can we wear? To let them know that, no more playing dress up, but living out our life committed to following and knowing Jesus in everything we say and everything we do. Past several weeks, we've been making our way through the the book of Colossians in the Bible. In this book, we we find the the church of Colossae struggling. Their church had been plagued by false teachings, false ideas, leading people to feel confused and unsure about which specific outfit to wear. Unsure of what's important and who they support. So the Apostle Paul, he's writing them this letter, a letter to help encourage and guide them, a letter to remind them of the supremacy of Jesus, proclaiming that Jesus is the one that they should be dedicated to. What I love about this book is that it's all connected. It flows so beautifully. As Paul progresses in writing the letter, he is frequently reaching back to earlier verses in the scripture, trying to help the Colossians connect this step-by-step process that he's laying out for them. Uh, Last week, we spent some time looking at the first few verses of chapter three. Here's what the verses said. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Jesus, act like it pursue the things over which Jesus presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what is going on around Jesus. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Act like it. If you're serious about living your life for Jesus, if you're serious about sharing the love of Jesus, act like it. Kind of a punch in the gut, isn't it? Kind of a a wake-up call. How often have you found yourself focused on things that just don't really matter? Your head down, eyes glued to the floor, overwhelmed and thought about everything you think has gone wrong in your life, overwhelmed by regret. Sometimes we're led to believe these false ideas in life, these these false ideas of what happiness is, these false ideas of of what success looks like, these false ideas of of what we need to do in order to deserve love, false ideas making their way into your mind. And when you think that your life does not match up to these false ideas, it, it begins to affect you. These false ideas begin to stack brick by brick, making walls around our hearts, making walls separating us from God's truth. Making you think that you can never live up to what people want. Making you think that you can never live up to what God wants. Your head down as you shuffle along through this life, your mind absorbed by the struggles you face, your mind focused on regret, your mind focused on divorce, your mind focused on loss and debt. The outfit suddenly doesn't feel so comfortable, does it? The the outfit doesn't really seem to fit, right? That discomfort, it causes us to be selfish, to be inwardly focused, consumed by ourselves and and looking for whatever might make us feel better. Our head down, searching the floor for something to keep us numb, to, to keep us distracted from the discomfort. But it only adds to the pain, it adds to the regret and the anxiety, it overwhelms us. The false ideas, they're winning, and we react with anger as a result. We lash out on others. We push those we love away. We need a change. We need a change of clothes. Uh, Are you serious about living your life for Jesus, serious about sharing his love? Then act like it and dress like it. Can you hear Paul as, as the church fights against these false ideas? Can you hear him say, look up, look up from the ground, look up from the dirt and fix your eyes on Jesus. Paul is urging the Colossians to not focus on the false ideas, but instead focus on Jesus. Paul is urging them to see things from the perspective of Jesus. When we see things from the perspective of Jesus, we begin to realize that all of our problems, all this garbage, all this junk that we've glued our eyes to, scattered across the floor, all of this mess in our life, it does not define us. Look up, release it out of your life, and seek out Jesus instead. And as we do that, as we shift our eyes heavenward, we begin to see things from Jesus' perspective. It motivates us to change. It allows us to see how affected we are by those false ideas in our heads. We begin to realize how ripped and torn our clothes are as a result, how uncomfortable they've become. We we realize how unfit those clothes that we're wearing are for what we want to do in life. Because of Jesus, we begin to see the truth of God so much more clearly. And that truth, it changes absolutely everything because of that truth. The walls that have been created by those false ideas, they begin to crumble to the ground. Well, what is that truth? The, what truth do we learn as we, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we see his perspective? Here's what that truth is, that we are deeply, deeply loved by God no matter what. No matter what, no, no matter how ripped or torn our clothes get, no matter how many mistakes we make, God will always deeply love us, and that never changes. Uh, so knowing this truth, our, our eyes fixed on Jesus, knowing that God loves us no matter what, well, what's the next step? Here's what Paul says. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, and there's that word therefore, right? Paul's reaching back now to those first two verses that we read reminding the people you are deeply loved by God. Look up, look up from the ground, look at Jesus, realize that truth. That is not a false idea, that is the truth of God. And and then Paul continues to say this, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Endure with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Therefore, therefore, since you are chosen, since you are wholly set apart by the creator of this universe and you are deeply loved, since you are ready to live your life for Jesus, ready to show his love, ready to act like it, here's how you can dress like it. Paul references these articles of clothing that we can adorn. Again, obviously not physical clothes, but these characteristics that we can apply to our lives as we live out that truth of God. Each article of clothing has a specific purpose. Uh, uh, Paul wasn't just randomly thinking of these characteristics that he thought would sound nice together, but each characteristic has a purpose. Each one fits together perfectly. They fit together with a purpose. And as we wear them one by one, it creates this outfit, an outfit of grace. And now I say an outfit of grace, because I believe that each of those characteristics, they are acts of grace. But what is grace? And an easy way to define grace is to receive something you do not deserve, to receive something out of love that the giver does not expect you to pay back. Grace is a gift, and when you give grace, when you live out these characteristics, you do it not expecting to receive anything in return. So let's look at this outfit, this outfit of grace, piece by piece. Let's look at the purpose of each characteristic. And as we clothe ourselves in this outfit, how how does it affect our lives? Compassion, compassion allows us to recognize the pain that others are going through in life. And it leads us to want to act, to want to do something. It leads us to want to help. Kindness, that allows us to think of others first. It leads us to listen, to be present in the lives of others. It leads us to want to help those who are hurting or struggling. It leads us to want to smile at strangers. It leads us to want to make those who feel unseen, seen. Humility keeps us from thinking too highly of ourselves. Keeps us from thinking that everything revolves around us. Humility also helps remind us how much we need God. It helps keep our hearts completely dependent upon the Lord and gentleness. It keeps us from being too harsh or intense. It allows us to be able to soothe others and and make people feel comfortable. It allows us to show others the gentle heart of Jesus. Patience, it keeps us from getting angry or upset. Patience creates a sense of peace within us, allowing us to be a sense of peace in someone else's life. The ability to endure with others, to to bear with them. We let them know that we will not give up on them. And as we endure with others, we make it clear that we will not abandon them. We will not walk away. Forgiveness allows us to strengthen our relationships. When we have been hurt or wronged, it allows us to handle that pain in a healthy way. It allows us to let go of the pain and not carry it around with us. It frees us to to think of others before ourselves and, and we forgive others because God has forgiven us so many times. Can you see the benefit of each characteristic listed by Paul? Can you see the grace for others in each one? Each characteristic, each article of clothing, they come together to be the ultimate way to display the grace of God in your life. Draping yourself in this outfit of grace, it doesn't just affect you though, it affects everyone around you. What would it look like for you to have compassion for your coworkers in your workplace? How would that compassion affect your coworkers? What would it look like for you to have kindness for the Walmart employee that looks like they're having a terrible day? How would that kindness affect that Walmart employee? What would it look like for you to have gentleness when you speak to your spouse or loved one, how, what, how would that gentleness affect them and your relationship with them? What would it look like for you to have patience with your kids? How would that patience affect them and your relationship with them? What, what would it really look like to endure with someone, to walk with them rather than walking away from them? This outfit of grace can lead those that you love and those that you come into contact with to want to change. It can lead them to want to look up, to look up from the ground, to look up from the dirt. And as they do, they look up into your eyes. And the same eyes that had shown them compassion and kindness, the same eyes that displayed gentleness and humility, the same eyes that gave them forgiveness, even when they did not deserve it, they look up and they see you. They see you clothed in this outfit of grace. Grace. They see who is important to you. They see, they see who you support. They see who you have dedicated your life to. They see Jesus. Are you with me? As we clothe ourselves in this outfit, as we clothe ourselves in these characteristics, we begin to look more like Jesus. All of those characteristics that Paul listed, they are characteristics that Jesus displayed in his life on earth, in his ministry, when we have compassion for those who are hurting, we're becoming more like Jesus. Here's what it says in Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When we choose to forgive those who have wronged us, we're becoming more like Jesus. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, when, we, when we live a life of humility, uh, total dependence on, on God, we're becoming more like Jesus. Here's what it says in John. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, uh, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Putting on this outfit, this outfit of grace and living out these characteristics, it identifies who we are followers of Jesus and maybe you've come today not really knowing who Jesus is, just, just kind of checking out this churching. You're, you heard we have free coffee, so you wandered in. Um, this outfit of, of grace, it's a clear image of who Jesus is. Uh, but here's the question, what holds all these pieces of clothing together? What makes it possible to wear each one at the same time? What makes this grace so special? when Jesus was arrested, he was put on trial, and he was found guilty. He was viewed as a criminal, so he was treated like a criminal. So he was beaten. He was spit upon. He was made fun of, He was ridiculed. The, the Roman soldier, sh- soldiers, they stripped Jesus of all of his clothes. They divided them amongst themselves. So now as Jesus is nailed to the cross with no clothes on, all he had to wear was his compassion for us. All he had to wear was his kindness and gentleness for us. And he endured it all for us so that we would have forgiveness of sins. And what led him to the cross, what led him to do it? It was love. You see, love is what holds it all together. Here's what Paul writes And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love, it's the supreme characteristic. Love is the thread that is sewn into each piece of clothing. Love is what moves us to have that compassionate heart, to to show kindness, to be humble and gentle. Love is what leads us to be patient with those we love. The ability to endure hardship with those we love and to be forgiven, be forgiving, when we feel like we have been wronged. Because of love, we live out those characteristics in our life. Because of love, we choose grace with the expectation of receiving nothing in return. All because of the love of Jesus, we put on the outfit so that we can show that very same love to others. So we can give others a glimpse of Jesus in everything we say and everything we do. What a wonderful gift, right? Have you ever been gifted an article of of clothing? Uh, when I was a kid, there were these shoes called BK Knights. All the kids had them and everyone wanted them and I wanted them so bad. I remember one Christmas morning, uh, I was given a, a present. I, 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 the present was sitting in my lap. I tore it open and there they were. BK Nights, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I stared at that box of shoes with amazement and then I just dropped the box and I ran into my, my dad's arms and I, I gave him a hug, thanking him for this gift that he had given me that I, I wanted so badly. And then eventually I, I, I laced up the shoes, I, I slid them onto my feet, my, my mom helped me tie them. They were mine, they belonged to me, Right? And I was so grateful I wore them proudly, so excited to, for others to see me wearing them, so excited to share the wonderful gift that I had received. These characteristics, this outfit of grace, we have received it as a gift, a gift from God because of his love for us. And this outfit belongs to us, gifted to us out of love to identify that we belong to him characteristics we live out to signify who we are, children of God. When we wear it, we can wear it with pride. We can wear it with honor. We can wear it with joy. One of the very last times that I I wore one of those blue polo shirts that said Christian day school was my last week of working at that school. God had um, led me to, to come here. Um, so I'd been at that school for five years and it'd been a a dream of mine to, to work there, to live in Puerto Rico. And when that dream was coming to the end, I I knew God was leading me elsewhere, but it was hard for me to let go of my life in Puerto Rico, uh, hard to let go, to leave my students, to leave that school. Um, so that week it was, it was a hard week for me. I, I was sad. Um, and there was a lot of last things that I was doing. And, and on this particular day, it was the last chapel service that we, I would ever attend at the school. And we'd had chapel every single week. And chapel was, was dear to me because when I first started at the school, um, I was the Bible teacher. So I was in charge of leading the chapels and teaching the kids songs to sing and, and things like that and, and, and speaking at the chapels. And... Um, But at this point, I was the English and Bible teacher. So I sat there not really knowing what was gonna happen during the chapel, having no hand in leading it or preparing it. Um, I sat in a folding chair, sad that it was my last chapel, my students all sitting around me. And then eventually some of the students who were gonna lead us in worship, they got up, they got on the stage and uh, next to them was a, a white screen And a projector started projecting these images, a slideshow of pictures, pictures of me with the students, pictures of, of my life there at the school, my life in Puerto Rico, a life that I was not ready to let go of in that moment. And then the kids all started to sing a song that I had taught them years before. As they sang that song, they, they, they sang it so loud. They sang it with all their hearts. And eventually, they got to a point in the song where, where it's like they're lifting the roof off of how loud they were singing. They sang so loudly, Oh, how he loves us! Oh, how he loves us! In that moment, I tore my eyes away from their faces. I, I tore my eyes away from the screen, and I, I just began to stare at the ground. I stared at the ground as I, and as I watched tears fall from my eyes and make contact with the green tile of that floor, the the false ideas began to make their way into my mind. I stared stuck looking at the ground, full of regret, full of sadness, full of despair. I I stared at the ground and I did not want to move a muscle. And then I felt it. I felt the arms of my students begin to surround me. All of them trying to get in as close as they could to me, wrapping their arms around me, hugging me as tightly as they could. As I, as I sobbed, they held me. And one of them whispered, Mr. Clark, we love you so much. You've given us so much. You always take care of us. And now it's our turn to take care of you. It's going to be okay. And those words, Mr. Clark, we love you. It's going to be okay. They were just echoing in my, my brain over and over. Eventually the song ended and I looked up looking like a crazy person. Um, But as I looked up, I I saw their smiling faces. I saw their compassion, I I saw their kindness, I saw their gentleness, I saw their love, I saw Jesus in every single one of them. And there was so much power in those arms that were draped around me that day. And as those kids showed me uh, that love in in that time of need, as they wore that outfit of grace, though I was sad, stuck looking at the floor, Because of those kids and the love that they showed me, because they reminded me of Jesus, I was reminded of how much God loves me. I was reminded of that truth. And it gave me so much peace and so much hope. And I I can look back on that moment now, though it's been a long journey, I can look back in gratitude, thanking God for that time in my life. Here's what Paul says And let the peace that comes from Jesus rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Jesus and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing songs to God with thankful hearts and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him. To God the Father, Paul, he's talking about us as a church, as Christ followers together, as we live out our lives committed to showing the love of Jesus. We do it together, we do it as one. We do it working together, wearing this uniform, this outfit of grace together as coworkers, gathering around those in need, those who are stuck staring at the floor. And as we wrap our arms around them, They feel the power of God's love. They feel God's peace. And we do all this being thankful for the gift that God has given us, and so thankful that we run into His arms, and as we surround ourselves in God's love, focused on the truth that He loves us so very much, the, the walls that the false ideas attempt to build, those walls, they come crumbling to the ground, no longer separating us from Him, no longer separating us from one another. Instead we are unified, unified by His grace and relentless love, all because of Jesus. And here's the beautiful thing. Imagine if each and every one of us do our best to wear this outfit of grace. If each and every one of us do our best to look more like Jesus in everything we say and everything we do. Uh, Imagine how loved people would feel. Imagine what it would mean for someone uh, that doesn't know Jesus to get a clear image of, of who Jesus is. Imagine how that gift could change their life. An outfit that that we don't hide away in a box, but an outfit that we proudly wear. An outfit that helps us love Jesus more and helps us love others more. Uniting us as Christ followers, proclaiming together who we belong to and who we have dedicated our life to. As you leave today, you're gonna get a prayer card on on this prayer card. It's a beautiful prayer that one of our pastors, Dave Meeting, has written um, take this home, put it on your fridge, uh, put it in your car, someplace where you'll be reminded to pray this prayer each day. And at the bottom, it's the scripture that lists all of these um, articles of clothing, this outfit of grace, these things that you can put on each day. But I, as you leave today, I pray that you would be reminded of God's love for you. I pray that you would know without a doubt that you are cherished no matter what you think you've done in your life. No matter uh, the wrong things that you feel like you've done, you are cherished and you are set apart. You are holy. You are loved deeply by God. Now I'm going to do something weird. Um, Thought of it last night kind of impulsively and I did it and uh, I'm gonna do the same thing. I did the same thing last service. I'll do the same thing this service. If, if you've come today and, and you just need to feel the embrace of God and, and you wanna hug today, then I will be down here giving out free hugs today. <laughs> so if you wanna come down and, and get a hug and, and, and allow me to Make you feel like the arms of God are wrapping around you, letting you know how loved and how cherished you are. I I will be down here uh, to give you a hug. And the the biggest fear I had when I was doing this, oh, I'm out of time, but no one would come. But service last night, people came. um, Last service, people came. So if you feel like you need a hug today, come forward and I'll be right here. If you feel like you need prayer, if you feel like you've just been stuck staring at the floor and you're ready to look up, you're ready to seek out Jesus's perspective and you're ready and you need some prayer today, then we'll have people down here to pray for you. If you've come today and you are ready to take off the rags, take off the torn and and ripped up clothes and you are ready to be clothed in Jesus clothed in the outfit of grace and you would like to do that in baptism today if you would like to be baptized today we will make that happen we already have a couple baptisms that are happening this service so the water is ready if you want to be baptized come forward but what i would love to do now is pray for you if if everyone would stand let's pray heavenly father we thank you for your goodness oh my god we thank you for your grace we thank you for your love we thank you for jesus and I pray as we, as we venture out this week out of these walls that we would wear that outfit of grace united as Christ's followers proclaiming who we support, who is important to us and who we have dedicated our lives to. And we do it not for our glory, God, but for the glory of you. So you get all the glory. And we do it so that others would get a glimpse of Jesus, so that they would know to look up and they would seek out Jesus and that they would feel your peace and they would feel your love. And it's in your name we pray, amen. All right, come get your hug if you want one. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.